The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, the Sports Daily Podcast. I will mix my host. It is Monday, September 19th. If you're watching the podcast on YouTube, we have gone live after the doubleheader of Monday Night Football games. It could be Tuesday, September 20th. If you're listening to the show, joining me on this very special edition of the podcast, Brian Wilson and John Breach. What's up, boys? Uh, these games were blowouts. One was somehow a bigger blowout than the other one. And unless you were fans of the teams that won, I feel like you probably found other things to do after about an hour's worth of action. Breach. Um, yeah, it, it got so bad. I literally offered to go upstairs and help my wife give the <laughs> bath, which is I hate doing. That, wow. That's how boring these games were. So, Brenton, quickly, uh, fun fact that the Titans lost. We know that that's not necessarily fun. But as I pointed out to Breach, as you were getting your wig on before joining us, uh, the, the teams that appeared last year in the AFC divisional round in, in Tennessee now combined 0 and 4. Ooh. Uh, so that was the, uh, that would be the, who, who were those teams again? Uh, it was the Titans, definitely, because they played in Nashville. Who was yeah, the other team? For sure. Oh, God, who was it? I can't remember. Uh, I can't for the life of me think about who it was. Oh, that's right. It was the Bengals. Uh, and to add to Wilson's statement, there have been 27 teams to start 0 and 2. Over the past three years, and none of them made the playoffs. And we now have three playoff teams from last year that are 0 2, not just the Bengals and Titans, but also the Raiders. By the way, our uh, good buddy CBS Sports Jordan Dijani in the chat says he is sad. He's a, he's a Titans fan. He lives in Nashville. So. Yeah. He, he well, reportedly lives in Nashville. I still haven't seen him in five no, years. He, Why he, are you ducking my phone calls, Jordan? No, 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 no. If, if, yeah, if there's somebody who's ducking somebody, it's you ducking him. Well, I invited him to a cat cafe and he turned me down. Cat who wouldn't cat want to go to a cat cafe? Cat cafe. Like, Maybe that's why he said. He just, Is that where you like, you do like, like your served cat, or it's like you take your cat mm. to a cafe? Mm. You go to one, you'll find out, Brenton. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I think so. No, hard pass. Yeah, hard pass. All right. Which so, is what, uh, which is what Kirk Cousins called every throw he made tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh! I mean, Kirby Cousins, primetime Kirby Cousins. Primetime Kirby. Look, PTK, baby. Very exciting podcast if you are an Eagles fan, which I am. <laughs> Unfortunately, our producer, longtime producer, Debo, is a Vikings fan. How do you, how do you, how do you, the silver lining lost you tonight, right? Untrue, untrue. 
I support the best team in the NFC, which would be uh, your Philadelphia Eagles. That's right. Dino <laughs> told me that the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. I don't think. I mean, look, they're my Super Bowl pick to go represent the NFC. Like it's oh, good. Look, I, at a point tonight, I was happy that the Eagles passed on Justin Jefferson just so we could have this moment against him. Oh, will, my goodness. I will not regret saying that either. That, you wanted them to take Jalen Rager. There, Debo. He you wanted to draft Jalen Rager so they could trade him to the Vikings so he could experience this as well tonight. It yeah. feels like you may be riding some kind of high. Like, I don't know if it's an Eagles. Or you may, be, you may be high. <laughs> that feels great. I honestly did not believe they were going to win that game. So I feel. Why? Why would you, you are sort of negative, Nelly? I'm not negative. I'm eternally optimistic. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna, that looks like a very. Are you sitting, we're going to get chairs. That looks very comfortable. He's sitting in like a old person's comfortable wheelchair. It looks like he doesn't look like your normal work podcast chair. He can scoot around the house in that thing. No problem. I mean, I tell you what, Devo, I've never heard somebody so tired on a show than Devo, like, like last night when he would chime in, like he'd be like, just nervous about this game games, just finish it. It's it's like, he finally reached, finally, I feel like you you sounded like somebody who was like desperately trying to finish a marathon. But this morning I woke up with a little pep in my step because I knew something was coming. I knew an Eagles win was coming and, uh, also a new addition to the team. That's right. Thank what? You, that Wait. just so happens has great qualifications, <laughs> deserved this role, but so happens to be an Eagles fan. So I think this is a good time to bring in new producer. I've been trying to get off this podcast for years. It finally happened. <laughs> Let's bring Billy in. Uh, Billy! Billy. So guys? Everybody... He's watching and listening. We have a big Pick 6 podcast. Welcome to Billy. <laughs> Billy's our new producer. He's an actual Eagles fan, unlike Fakey McFaker <laughs> to my right here. Um, and uh, we're pumped to have you on board, man. Thanks. We'll appreciate it. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's nepotism when you hire your relative. What is it when you hire a fellow NFL fan that cheers for your team? What is going on here, Debo? You couldn't bring in a Bengals fan? Um, well, there's no such word for it because there are no two Eagles fans. Here's Debo's Most of them can't read. <laughs> um all right billy tell tell the people about yourself before you do billy let me point out that we had a call today at 3 p.m that uh devo breach and myself were on to meet billy for the first time yeah brinson as you will be surprised to learn listeners and viewers met billy literally two minutes ago yeah. for the first time because i don't do calls i don't do calls. I was, I was breach what do you think brinson was doing at, at 3 p.m today I would say um, I was probably yes. you were asleep. I wasn't going to get I was taking that. a nap at 3 p.m. I took yeah. a nap like all afternoon. 100% napping. All right, go I ahead. Sorry to interrupt, Billy. With horses, but a nap sounds right. <laughs> no, it's all good. I'm from right outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Diehard Eagles fan, Philly sports fan through and through. Uh, spent a little time at ESPN the past few years, and uh, now I'm here at CBS, uh, ready to work with the guys, ready to make some good content. So, <laughs> Shout out to yeah, Matthew Kelly. Uh, let's see. Somebody says, poor Billy, run while you can. This is the happiest you'll ever see Billy on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, take take a screenshot of Billy's face right now because uh, it is awful. By the way, down there, before, next to Brinson, after. So. <laughs> I know Debo used to be a – yeah, Diva, Diva's like I know he looks like he's forty-seven. He's actually only like twenty-eight. Like he's like two. He's two weeks older than Billy, and, and he looks like he's he's your grandfather, Brent. But, uh, oh my gosh! No, we're kidding. Um, we have a good time around here. It'd be fun. Um, are we? I had I had a, I was very tired. I don't know what to tell you. Um. Anyway, 
No, Sean really? Ryder asking the comments, Debo, the new super friend. Debo is getting the heck out of Dodge. Uh, you will not see Debo ever again. <laughs> ever again. Debo's going well, to work. That's that. not yeah. true. So Debo has moved. Debo's success on this podcast. Is that what he told you? It's not true? To trampoline himself into a promotion. <laughs> like, this is basically a launching pad for, for stardom, Billy. You are, you are on the path. Just walking the path into a promotion at some point. Unfortunately, when you get that promotion, you won't actually be able to like, like take it until for like 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 nine months. Like Devo here, has it been <laughs> maybe like eighteen months since you since you actually got promoted, Devo? Hey, it's uh, it's been a fun eighteen hundred episode <laughs> run. <laughs> the baton is being gracefully passed. I, I do like that the baton is being passed. Oops, sorry. That's my computer. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll after, an Eagles, after an Eagles win with, you know, Debo, a former Eagles fan, me, a lifelong Eagles fan, or like at least a you know, month-long yeah. Eagles fan, and Billy, an actual lifelong Eagles fan. See, it's very, it's very symbiotic or uh, symbiotic, uh, synergetic, something like that. Billy, this is what we're describing. Symbolic, you. I think, is what you're Yes, it's it's what conversation you're this afternoon. <laughs> this is your future, my man. Here's to you, Billy. Cheers. Well, we should have set wig on fire and you hit you on the way out. <laughs> this is what this is how you talk to the people that you just meet two minutes ago. Is that is that is this is this what you do? It gets Maybe. worse. Oh yeah, usually yeah. yeah, yeah. Me. Stand up friend. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Oh yeah. You should, you should see how I talk to people I've known for a long time. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, actually, you all right, but so Billy, you have to do what Debo usually does. Which is okay. pop on and give some Eagles analysis. What were your thoughts about uh, the Eagles in this Monday Night Football game? Well, it was a great game, to be honest. Uh, Jalen Hurt showed me a lot. You know, starting out the game, what I think eleven for eleven. Um, he played really well. Uh, he showed that he could see the field. I think he missed a few throws that I just felt like you know him going through his progressions. I just feel like you got to see you know Devonte um, Devonte Smith. Smith. Sorry, Devonte Smith on the corner route when he was in the slot or the out route on the slot, I just feel like you got to hit him in that moment. That's just a rhythm throw that he has to get better at seeing. Um, but the defense obviously stepped up. Darius Slay, big play Slay. He's he's that guy, man. He's he's a Pro Bowl guy. He's, he might be the best cornerback I've seen in the Eagles uniform in a long time since Lito Shepard and those guys. So uh, great performance by them, though. Yeah, I mean, I think Devo – when you think when you look at my Eagles and their chance to win the NFC, like you, you have to think that, like, okay, because my my whole take was that they're deep on both sides of the ball at key positions, similar to 2017, and I think that kind of showed up today too, right? Like you see what they're they're able, like the Vikings, the Vikings were the hot new bell of the ball after they beating Green Bay in Week One. Oh, Kevin O'Connell is like that's why the Rams stink. Like look how good their offense is, and they hold them to seven points. Now, granted, primetime Kirby Cousins. Uh, you know, are you feeling comfortable with your Vikings only scoring seven points? Stop this nonsense. I, I'm not super comfortable. I love playing the underdog role as a, a lifelong, lifelong diehard Eagles fan. Uh, just checking the odds now from our, our friends over at, at Caesars. They are now the second favorite in the NFC and fourth mm. overall favorite to win the Super Bowl at, at plus 1300. Good for Brinson's Super Bowl draft odds plus 500 to win the NFC just behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, a little bit ahead of 
the defending champion Rams and the Packers who have won 13 games for the past three years. It's a it's a wild rise. We knew that this rise was happening throughout the offseason. A day before the season, they finally became the division leader to win the NFC East. This this rise is a little unexpected, but I, I wasn't thrilled with how the defense finished the game last week. Tonight was a picture-perfect Monday night performance. I think it was Jalen Hurts, definitely his best half as an Eagles quarterback. And, you know, they, they slowed down in, in the second half and, and kind of changed the scheme a little bit. But overall, one of his top performances as an Eagle in his in his three years off and on starting. Might be his top performance at Oklahoma, Alabama, high school, because he, he was balling out. Like, he played really well. And the only question we had coming into the season with this Eagles team was Jalen. That was it, pretty much. Like we and really only Jalen as a pat, like as a as a as a pure passer, like because we we knew that you could functionally use him. You know, I think was it um, was it Bucker Aikman said it was like you know he's the power back in this offense. Really, like that's kind of how they operate. He gives him like, but like, the only question was the passing, Brian, and he has appeared tonight to be like, oh, maybe I am prepared to take a, a big leap. And if he did that, then this Eagles team really has a high ceiling. Well, there were yeah. moments in that game that they took away the running game a little bit and he showed himself as a passer uh, throughout that game, entered the game 15 to one to win MVP, exited that game eight to one to win MVP. (laughs) Debo feeling himself right now. I was about to say the same thing though. I was about to pull the same set out. (laughs) This is a, this is an Eagles podcast. We're missing. um, Who's the guy on staff? This Eagles. The artist, a Steelers fan. Who is the Eagles fan? Jeff Jeff Kerr. Yeah. Jeff Kerr. We yeah, got a Jeff whole Benjamin? army of Eagles fans. Ah, who's the guy on staff? You think I'm rude? I'm, this, this guy over here, this guy over here is like, who's that guy on staff that uh, likes the Eagles? <laughs> that I've never met, and I don't know their names because I don't I've know anyone's names on this podcast. No, we met Jeff Kerr. Who's that guy? I just knew Giardo was a Steelers fan. I knew that I couldn't think of Jeff's name in the moment. So it's fine. To continue I'm on sure. the Eagles focus real quick. I, I think that's one of the best cornerback performances I've seen in a long time from Darius Slay. He, you know, Justin Jefferson entered as the most dominating wide receiver force in the game. He was eliminated from that game by Darius Slay. He had two picks, could have had four or five. Mm. Got away with a couple PIs too. Hell yeah, sure, sure. That doesn't sound like an Eagles fan speaking. Well, yeah, I mean, that's you're, true. You're the one. You're the one who does a Vikings podcast. Brenton, know. your Eagles fandom has been rescinded, according to Debo. That is his last uh, act. Debo, Debo would you? I mean, like, would you? If you were guaranteed an Eagles. 2022 Super oh, God, Bowl win. Would you sign up? Would you? Would you put off a finger? <laughs> I already know what you're gonna say. How many more years of this pod? One. I don't know. I was trying to think of the number. I don't know. What it was. <laughs> oh, he just won a Super Bowl, so he might be willing just to to bonk out. No, I think he would. I think I don't know. I'm not gonna answer that question. <laughs> yeah, you get in trouble. Um, probably with you know, saying no. I don't care about the Super Bowl. Um. Yeah, I just, I mean, I think that the, this is a good week to sort of recorrection, right? Where it's like, all right, maybe the Vikings, like, we, we can't use the transitive property to say the Vikings are that much better, the Eagles are that much better than the Packers because the they beat the Vikings. But I do think that you can, like, I think that it can temper our expectations for the Vikings who were definitely trend, like the highest, the, the trendiest team coming out of week one. Um, Wilson, do you think it's a Kirk Cousins primetime situation or is this more of a Eagles just dominated at home situation? I think it's a little both. I mean, Kirk Cousins is basically Andy Dalton when, when the lights are brightest. I don't know. Oh, ho, ho. 
I, say, I don't even think Breach would disagree with that. Uh, but we talked yesterday. I was saying whether the idea of putting just explosive playmakers around a quarterback, um, maybe that's a, a path to, to being successful when we were talking about Tua and Jalen and, and Tyreek. Uh, it works in the daytime for Kirk Cousins with um, J.J. and and Thielen. Um, Irv Smith dropped that 60-something-yard touchdown. That didn't help tonight. Yeah, he, he got, he got kind of – and the first interception apparently wasn't Cousins' fault, but uh, he doubled down two more times. So at some point, you can't blame other people. But uh, I like what Kevin O'Connell did in the first week. I thought the defense was incredibly slow to adjust tonight to, to what the, the Eagles kept doing, and there were no answers, it seemed. Uh, I mean, they had to jumpstart things with special teams, and Pat P blocked the, the, the extra point. I mean, if there's anything you can complain about tonight, it's the special teams for the Eagles with, with that field goal. Shout out to the to the kicker or the punter, the holder, whoever that was that ran down Chris Boyd. That's embarrassing if you're Chris Boyd to get run down by a holder when you should score a touchdown. Um, but in terms of Kirk Cousins, it's the same old stuff. I mean, nothing's changed. Uh, I think he benefits by having O'Connell calling plays as opposed to Mike Zimmer hating him. But he's still going to do the things that he does, and he did them, and no one should be surprised by it. I think this is still a better football team than they were. But I don't think they're a playoff team. Look at that! It's, it's I'm like I'm mesmerized by this graphic that that we put together for HQ, where it's like, yeah, career as an underdog on Monday Night Football just has not covered and has lost seven games in a row as an underdog on Monday Night Football, which is maybe just coincidental, but it does not feel. It feels like an actual trend. Breach, is it unfair to say he's the Andy Dalton of primetime games? He's worse than Andy Dalton. He's the new Andy Dalton. He has <laughs> taken the torch from Andy Dalton's fiery hot red hair. And just grabbed it away. When you when Kirk Cousins is playing on Monday night, you just automatically pick against him. He literally has the worst record in Monday night football history of any quarterback who has started 10 or more Monday night games. He's two and ten straight up. We just pointed out the graphic here on the YouTube screen. Six of those seven losses are by multiple scores. I think uh Wilson, you mentioned how on the blocked field goal that. The Eagles made a great play tackling uh, the return and making sure a touchdown didn't happen. What got me was that when Jordan Hicks got the gift interception uh, that Jalen Hurts threw that bounced off his running back's hands, he wanted to score a touchdown so badly because he knew Kirk Cousins wasn't going to get a touchdown. He could have just stepped out of bounds at the 10-yard line. No, he went back in and tried to hit the truck his way to the end zone. He only got one more yard. But in his head, you could tell he's thinking, if I go down here, we're not getting a touchdown. So this is all for naught. And so it was just when it's just amazing how bad he plays because Sunday at 1 p.m., Kirk Cousins looks like mini Tom Brady out there. But you put him in a playoff game under the lights, any big time game, and he just melts down. And as someone who watched that for five straight years happen, Andy Dalton, Mm -hmm. it's there's no way to fix it. It doesn't matter how good your coach is. It doesn't matter who you have at receiver. Obviously, it didn't help that Darius Slate absolutely shut down Justin Jefferson, but there's there's just no way to fix it. It's a yips. It's the uh, primetime yips. Debo and uh, Billy, I'll ask you this. Victor Garcia mentioned this in the comments on the live show on YouTube. Uh, if we're because you guys are all you know doing the doing the gritty in your your respective homes, the Eagles just beat Golf and primetime cousins. I mean. <laughs> I don't think they're necessarily wrong. And next but week I, I they're going to beat Carson Wentz. <laughs> and then they can, Jacksonville. Such, they can't control who they play, though, at the, at the end right. of the day. They got to play who they play. <laughs> That's true. But, I mean, using that logic, the Bengals should have beaten Mr. Bisky and uh, Cooper Rush. 
A thousand percent. Oh, <laughs> what is happening well, here? We knew going into the season though, that the Eagles had one of the easiest schedules in the NFL, if not the easiest, and it's already uh, you got. Oh, I mean, let's, let's well, let's I mean, let's 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 reframe. Yeah, we don't that. That I mean, like, you can say they they went on the road in week one and beat like the everybody's old darling sweetheart, the Detroit Lions. Like, people are picking to win that division. Uh, the Lions put up. No one, no one's picking the Lions to win the division unless it was you. Wasn't me. Packers. Anyway, but I, I do. I do love the Lions. Go ahead. You go. You go. You go on the road. Okay, there we go. You go on the road in Week One and beat the Lions. Take care of business. And they they dominated them. And yes, the Lions stormed through the back door. But it was a dominant performance by the Eagles. And then you're at home on Monday Night Football against a team that was one and zero and had just beaten the Packers in Week One with a brand new coach that's getting praised up. And you snuff out the guy who's considered the best wide receiver. Like people could not stop hyping up Justin Jefferson. And to you, know, you, you take him out, you, you dominate this team 24 to seven is a dominant victory. I think the physicality and the way that they've won these first two games is the most impressive thing for me. And the balance, like you, you see so, you know, Miles Sanders starting to play well. Jalen Hurts throwing the ball well. They can run the football, and then they spread it across. Like you know, several different receivers were heavily involved. You know, even when AJ Brown went to the medical tent, I can't remember exactly how long he was there, but like Devontae Smith stepped out. There's depth across the board, and that that's important when you're you know want to try to win an NFC title or maybe you more. know the most con- the, the tro- most troubling thing for me breaching that and Brinson's little rant there is that the uh, he is such a sociopath he can flip the switch from being hating on the eagles for years to defending them with his dying breath uh while somehow uh besmirching the name of the great kirby cousins i mean i think well, everyone on this podcast agreed that the vikings went over the packers in week one was the most impressive performance of week one so to belittle the vikings now when they were you know the highest rising team and all the power rankings and and the team that shot up the board you know, we're acting like the Vikings are. People you know, People were suggesting that Kevin O'Connell's was the reason the Rams lost in week one. Like, 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 like the new Vikings coach is the reason the Vikings beat the Packers and the Rams got smoked. Like, and that's just crazy talk. He's a very good coach, but I mean, it, it, like, you know, I think let's, let's give Nick Sirianni some due here too. Like, I mean, this is a guy that when he got hired, I don't know what you thought, Billy, but you know, not, uh, not a lot of love for him with his press conference. No, there was a room now. <laughs> yeah, and now, oh, then let's they, yeah, good job. Let's look at a little bit further at the schedule at Washington. Ooh. All of a sudden, that little Jacksonville matchup looks a little bit tougher, doesn't it? Week eight, week eight's gonna be a problem. Week eight versus Steelers. Mm. I mean, I don't see it. This is just a the, the the Eagles win total. Like they don't want that heat. Is it? Uh, do they have those adjusted win totals up at Caesars right now? Because, I mean. <laughs> This team, like, what was the, what was the win total nine and a half before the season? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds which is just, I mean, was just an obvious you take the over on that. I mean, I think this team looks like he went 13, 14 games. So that's oh, gosh. Oh, God. I know. Just the overreactions. Are I hate control. it. I like him defending the team, but I hate the predictions. I don't think that's outrageous. Oh, though. Okay. Look at the schedule. Who's sorry? Scroll down a little bit. Who's, I don't, I don't know who's, I don't know who'd be scrolling. I assume it's still Diva. Like, I mean, they have the look at, look at this look at the schedule. They still like the, they, I mean, they have the Giants. I know the Giants are two no, but I don't think the Giants are that great. The Titans, we saw them tonight. We'll talk about them in a minute. They don't look great. The Colts could be terrible. Washington maybe a little bit better, but I mean, like this is like this is not. There are no real like outside of Green Bay at home. I mean, is there a game that you see that they just probably won't that they won't be favored in? They'll be favored in a lot of these. 
like the Titans now, like it's a home game, but on the schedule before the season looks a little tougher than it, than it does now. Right. Um, yeah, well, I mean, look at the schedule this way. They have 15 games left. How many of these opponents do you think will make the playoffs this year? One? One. Maybe two? Oh, two, two. The Jaguars two. and the uh, the Jaguars <laughs> and Packers. That's wild. Uh, I think the Cardinals will make the playoffs. They'll make the playoffs. They oh. could. At, at Arizona, is, not, is it tougher? It's one of the tougher games on there, I guess. Too. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, but still no, you know, I mean, like, although I'm still no DeAndre Hopkins, obviously. I am uh, very clearly team hurts, always have been, always will be. I don't <laughs> like the conversations around them. But, Ryan, would you have anticipated before the season by the time we get to week eight? Like, did you expect to be having C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young conversations with the Eagles? Or, or did you kind of uh, have that belief in, in Hurts? And there's still a lot more to prove that that mm-hmm. is kind of like in continuum for him. But I, I hope that gets settled pretty soon, and, and that's not a conversation the Eagles do have the Saints pick. They've worked on this draft capital with Howie Roseman, but what did you kind of expect from that situation? Yeah, not this quickly. I didn't I didn't think it would be that conversation this quickly. I like the way that Hurts ended the season last year, and I was fine. Uh, their draft, I thought they crushed it. I mean, they did fantastic things uh, in the first few rounds for sure. Um but I wanted this was all about Jalen Hurts this season because if it, if things did go sideways, like for example, if you played like Kirk Cousins tonight, we're having a CJ Stroud conversation. I think uh, probably not you, Debo. I don't know if you would be willing to go that far yet, Billy. But I think that the talking points would be, ooh, okay, th- this is a problem. <laughs> the fact that we haven't had those conversations about Kirby Cousins himself is another concern. But um, well, when I, like when I've been talking about like predicting the Eagles to to. to- to win the NFC, like because I, I actually did that with my predictions. And I would say that some of the radio would say it on here. People in, in the comments with replies would all be like, Jalen Hurts can't win a playoff game. They don't have the QB. They don't have the QB. But like, and we don't know if he can win a playoff game. I mean, I mean, I think that kind of idea is sort of stupid. But like the way he looked as a passer today. Well, Lamar hasn't won a playoff game. Yes, yeah. He has. I, one. Yeah, one. He's one and three, right, Breach? One, one and three. Yes. I like Ryan just sipping his tea. Like I don't care if, what, what you think about my incorrect answers. <laughs> you, do you, do you care to betray me? Oh, I was going to say something. I was waiting to see if you were going to interrupt me first. So I was trying to, to outsmart you. Are you just going to pretend that you just didn't say this incorrectly that Lamar Jackson hasn't won a playoff game? Okay, he's one, he won a playoff game. He's one and three. Okay. But to Ryan's point. In those four games, even if you include his win, they've averaged like. Wait, wait, wait what does Lamar Jackson have to do with this? You were just saying Jalen Hurts is silly to say he can't win a playoff game. I incorrectly assumed that Lamar hasn't won one. That's why I brought it up. Breach pointed out he was in fact one in three. Right. You see the, so then you see the connection. You're Lamar, you were saying Lamar can't. Wilson win is league. saying that getting Lamar. getting to the playoffs and actually winning the playoffs are two completely different things. I mean, people say that about every quarterback until they do actually do it. Like, oh, you can't and most quarterbacks don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why we talk so, about it. Listen, Andy Dalton, why don't you, why don't you stay out of this? Yeah, it's, that's right. a, not a burn because it's another point it's to our example. A, he got a, to the playoffs and lost. It's a weird flip-flop from Brinson who loves taking the hottest take ever, and now he's just middle-of-the-road uh, middle of the road take guy. Which I, I said bizarre. that the Eagles. My whole point was that the Eagles were going to take a I, that he was going to take a leap as a passer, and that he would start to win to be okay. a different quarterback and would be capable of winning playoffs. We have to start calling him Luke Brenton for all his lukewarm takes. Ooh, nice! I love it. Yeah. Uh, just to follow up, uh, Debo's original what question. What is happening here? 
I will say at the senior bowl when Jalen Hurts was there, he was not great. And he was not great to the point where I was like, okay, he's a, and I remember talking to a, an assistant NFL assistant offensive coach who said, and not disparagingly, he was the best running back in the big 12 that year when he was at Oklahoma, but there were questions about him throwing the football. Uh, that was the Jordan love, Justin Herbert draft, I think. And they, both those guys were, were at the senior bowl and, and both those guys played, played better uh, during the week anyway. So when he was drafted second round, I was a little surprised. I think you were surprised too, Debo, because that was still, you know, what's Wentz's future going to be. And then how Roseman had to explain all that nonsense away. And then things really got bad <laughs> once the season. Oh, it was extremely controversial when they drafted him. Like I never what? thought he would be intended to be used as a starter. I thought they would get creative with Doug and, and do some <laughs> cool things with him. I thought Carson was the guy for the next decade. And then his brain and his body broke. Because of the statue. Talk about a statue. Right. But I think exactly. the biggest takeaway for me is something that you, you, you sort of figure out. Justin Herbert's a perfect example. Jalen Hurts appears to be, and I hope it continues that way. You don't know what these kids are when you see them when they're 21 and 22. They they can change for, for better a lot of the time, sometimes for worse. But I think in, in Jalen's case, he proved tonight that, you know, in, in the right situation, down at the right place, he can make plays consistently as a young quarterback. And, um, I give him a ton of credit. I'm glad he. I'm glad he has success, and I'm glad that the Eagles fans are behind him because that's not a group you want to turn on you. By, by the way, like his vision and like as a as a runner on those two touchdown runs, it was pretty wild to watch him operate. Like he realized he could like roll back and cut back in on that first one and just drag guys with him. Like the like the it, it's he's a. I'm, try, I'm trying to think of the bet because like you know Josh Allen runs like a, like it's like kind of a Cam Newton style runner, but like Hertz is not fragile he is a power runner like he can he can go through guys and i i, I don't i don't know what y'all's worry levels eagles fans are like like you know our you know, fellow my, my fellow eagles fans obviously right. like right. what um what like concern about injury but i, like, I don't I mean, you know joe buck was talking about the 600 pound you know squat thing like it doesn't feel like he's i mean like going to get hurt as a runner you see michael vick was like special when he was in philly right like he was a special talent he was really elite but he was fragile. Like, he couldn't take hits. He was also older in his career. This guy, Jalen, man, he's like a young stud. He's a bull. He's just stocky. And there's – it's just nothing – like, nothing scares me when I see him running because I feel like he puts the work in and he prepares and, you know, he gets his body right. And he's still a young guy. Like, he can take some of these hits. But I think you saw moments of the game. He knew when to get down, when not to take hits. I think that's something that Mike didn't know how to do, but that Jalen learned pretty early in his career that, you know, there's some hits that he can take, and there's some that he just can't. Yeah, there are a couple times on, on Monday night where Jalen did exactly that, especially in the second half. He just slid, whether it was two or three yards short of the sticks or whether it was past the, the, the first down marker, and he just got down. And I think that's that's incredibly important now. It's incredibly important going forward because the, you, you have to minimize the hits. And I know that Kyle Shanahan said yesterday, well, Josh Allen runs all the time and trying to explain away why Trey Lance got hurt on that stupid play call up the middle. I mean, it's not great that Josh Allen takes a ton of hits. Thankfully, and we'll get to it in a second, he didn't have to take any hits against the Titans because the Titans acted like they were playing uh, the Patriots in that snowball when it was 55 to nothing or whatever. Um, so it was a pretty easy, easy evening for him. But I, I think Jalen does do a good job, even though he's he might be the, strong, the strongest quarterback in the in, this, uh, in the league. Um, he, he does try to minimize those hits, which is clearly pretty important. He doesn't seek out the unnecessary contact. Right. He's savvy about it where Josh Allen, it just feels like sometimes like he he welcomes it. You know, some of the, these players say they got to get hit once to like really wake up and, and get into the game. Jalen is, is super smart about it. 
The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. Indeed. Um, all right. Um, you, I wanted to, just before we head to, to break, you know, we'll lose a little Philly flavor and, and me and Billy will go into the background a little bit. I'll but, uh, really, really quick. Pyrotechnic in the comments. Donovan McNabb type? Where are you, uh, like, in terms of running, I think? What do you think about that? He's stronger than McNabb, for sure. I'll, I hold think on. I'm a- asking the, eagle, the legit Eagles fans. You can pipe it in a second. <laughs> All right, Brinson, speak Donovan up. Donovan McNabb is overrated. Donovan McNabb is overrated. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, here we go. Somebody's going to get fired on the first day. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, Sorry. Billy got better, fired on his day a, off. He's a better runner than McNabb already. Yeah. Like I said last year, I think he was already not the most top five accomplished quarterback runner, but I think just like as a quarterback runner, I think he's already up there as some of the best ever. He's got more to do to be in that Vic, Cunningham, Cam, um, Cam, Lamar territory, but I think he's he's very much up there. McNabb did go to five NFC title games. I mean, nine playoff wins, four yes. straight. That's. Jalen Hurts, let's let him get to the playoffs first before. Uh, It'll be another debate. Did you, did you say let's let him get to the playoffs first? And win a playoff. They, they didn't win a playoff. Ah, uh, you did it too. You <laughs> no, did it too. The- oh. He's going to have a lot of uh, stat correcting to do on this this show if we keep <laughs> up this pace. I, um, I just wanted to ask Billy before we had to break, as, as Damon asked in the chat, um, was Billy a listener? Does he know what he's getting into? So Billy did a great job and, and kind of showed that he had familiarity with the show and he's been listening. But Billy, the first time you listened and and over the past couple of weeks, I want to know like your takeaways from listening to these guys. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, I think that Will's a very interesting character. Um, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. that, that no, but out. I think I think I think you know all you guys like to have fun. I like to have fun. Um, I think Ryan's sneaky. You know, he likes to say his little, you know, he likes to throw his little jabs and then just be oh. quiet. Uh, I think Breach kind of gets ganged up on a lot. Yeah. And <laughs> I kind of don't like it. It's got to deal with it. Yeah. It's Lord of the Flies I, up in here, man. Skin. You know, he's got tough skin and I respect that. I respect that about Breach. He's got tough he, skin. He rolls with the punches. He was uh, born into perfect, having tough skin. That's a perfect synopsis. Yeah, you got to get your takes on uh, Prisco. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, <laughs> hey, the, the, breach, the breach gang up thing is mostly like a Bengals like. Well, when we lost our punching bag, uh, Swimmy McGruff, I knew somebody had to fill that role. <laughs> yeah. I knew it and was going to be Brenton. He's the host of the show. And you're also we'll- you're you're too nice. I get angry and I like an old person. You just take it. I don't know why, but you do. Maybe because you have so many brothers and sisters and you're used to it, or you're a Bengals fan. I don't know. Uh, Debo, before we go to break, um, Zach Hinkle asked in the comments. And I think it's a fair question. We need a quote. What's happening here? End quote for Brinson's hairstyle tonight. Uh, I just really feel like put a hat on. <laughs> Drop it. Look. What is happening here? <laughs> I mean, it's well. It's I'm getting my haircut tomorrow. 
And uh, so you just said F it, huh? Yeah, I kind of said F it. So, do they sew the hair to your head? How does your haircut work? Haircut. I was like, it's not like Breach Breach doesn't get ganged up on it. It's just, it's somebody's getting ganged up on it all times. That's why when you got me on Lamar, I just I just played like I couldn't hear you. I know. You just went close to Like, I'll let this idiot walk back. Say what now? What? Huh? Huh? Um, All right, what are we doing? Are we taking a break? Oh wow! Uh, mul- I've seen multiple people in the comments saying Debo can't leave until I, I get I get shipped my what my stuff I, I want. Think, I, think <laughs> I gotta pass that off to Billy now for his Donovan. Oh my god! It's an unpopular opinion, but it's all right. There's I mean, there's definitely like, there was definitely a Brinson sucks hat. Uh, oh my god! I'm sorry. Stu Stu in the comments says Brinson has got uh, Brinson has got Nana's hair tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You got grandma's hair. <laughs> oh, that's a funny thing. Oh my gosh. That was fantastic. Thank you, Stu. I needed that. Well, you know, we'll got calico. It's I mean, I hey, man, you got hair. Be thankful. Thank Jesus for that. All right. I do every day, Brian. I do every and day. And thank you, Grandma, too. All right. Anything else from YouTube? Go birds. Go birds. Fly this fly. Birds the word. I'll be around for a few more shows before I run away. Um, Are you going to get an office, Debo? Like an actual office? Side office or no? You still got a cubicle? Um, Work from home. Did you get a senior title? Did did EK give you a senior title? I'm going to... I'm gonna turn off my cam and mute myself. (laughs) All right. Okay. It's just about to say. All right. Well, that uh, well, let's let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk very briefly about a absolute destruction of the Titans by the Bills coming up next. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right. The Bills beat the Titans. And buddy, was it not close. God, what a whooping. I, I was sort of half joking, but it did feel a lot like that Bills, um, the, the Patriots-Titans game. I think that was that 55 to nothing, the snowball with Jeff Fisher? Oh, yeah. That was, right? Yeah. It felt a lot like that. That This team didn't give up with quite the um, urgency that, that that team did. But I mean, if Ryan Tannehill was out in the like early in the third quarter. Like, yeah, because it was like, 500 to seven, and he kept throwing interceptions. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I, I'm not, he wouldn't. No, I understand. Him. And by pulled. the way, Malik Willis did not want to, he didn't want to be out there either. He there took a lick on the first drive. Uh I think he had a fumble later. It, it was it was all bad. Yeah, I mean Case Keenum, you know, played. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot, a lot of running a lot. In, in the yeah, Case Keenum played a lot. Uh Josh Allen. All right, let me ask you this. Do you think this is more about the Bills? Yes. Was this more about the Bills or more about the Titans? The Bills. Okay. Like who's going in there and putting up a fight? Like putting up a real fight. I mean like they went to LA and beat the crap out of the Rams, and the we Bills, don't know the Bills through two weeks have done everything possible to justify their early st- their preseason status as Super Bowl favorites and Josh Allen's status as MVP favorite. I mean, like this looks like this looks like a, a very dominant team. I want to yeah. note, by the way, Brinson, you had the Titans covering the the plus ten. 
Breach and I had the Bills minus 10. You did have the Eagles at minus two and a half. Breach and I stupidly had the Kirby Cousins. Uh, also, before moving on, Breach after dominating last week against the spread, five and 11 this week, dead last. So, right where you need to see it. You hate to see it. All right, go ahead. Um, Meltdown. <laughs> you see it from the uh, the graphic here. The most consecutive games with four plus total touchdowns in NFL history, including the playoffs. Josh Allen now four. Peyton Manning above him at five. All right, let's 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 have this conversation. Let's say you're the Titans. Everyone's on that team except for the there are no quarterbacks. You get one pick. Breach. You get the you get the first pick, and the the players available are Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. Who are you taking? For this uh, the Titans way team. the Titans are built, I'm taking Josh Allen. Josh Allen would wreck on. I need a more mobile quarterback because that's you have Derrick Henry behind you. Can you imagine if you had to think about tackling Josh Allen and Derrick Henry? Right, right. Basically, I've, it'd be a tough one-two punch. Like obviously, any of those quarterbacks would be. Good. I can't even make a face because I all three of those guys are are crushing it. Um, I don't. I think Josh get, Allen's the answer. He's playing the best quarterback. You take him over Patrick Mahomes. Listen, I, 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 that I, I, throw he made to Steph Diggs on the slant was was amazing in the end zone. But don't forget, we have this recency bias, not on this podcast, but on, on planet Earth. Don't forget the throw that Mahomes made to the other tight end who's no one knows his name. Uh, Justin on the, Yeah. I mean, 41-yard touchdown on third that down. That throw was better than the throw, than, than the little bang eight that we saw tonight, I would say. That's not to take anything from Josh. I mean, Mahomes. I mean, there's no wrong answer, but uh, you guys are both on. uh, You were quickly to say Josh Allen. I I I think. I think right now Josh Allen is just playing the best, like the best football of any any quarterback. Yeah, I don't. If if you were voting MVP right now today, who would it be? Uh, Two weeks in, I understand it's ridiculous, but if I had to vote, I would probably vote for Josh Allen. I also feel like he fits Mike Vrabel's personality more. He's got that hard nose, kind of edgy. Are you, say, are you saying Patrick Mahomes likes to likes to drink drinks out of pineapples and wear like oh, a Hawaii shirt? Like Mahomes, I'm saying Patrick Mahomes wants to hang out with his head coach and design offensive plays, and Mike Vrabel's not going to do that. Yeah, Mike Vrabel and Josh Allen would be like pounding. Does Ryan Tannehill feel like a Mike Vrabel guy though? Yeah, no, I don't think, and I think Vrabel wouldn't mind if they got rid of him. I think Vrabel likes Tannehill a lot. I think that he would be more than happy to get rid of him. That doesn't mean he doesn't like him. I agree. I, I think he was hoping Malik Willis would lead a comeback tonight just so he could cut Tannehill tomorrow. I know you know what? It, the weird thing about both wait, of these wait, things, you, wait, you think Mike, he's joking. He's, I think that's dead wrong. I think Vrabel loves Tannehill. I don't think he loves him. There was conversations in the offseason about quarterback positions on that team. Go ahead, Breach. I, well, I was just going to say, because both of these games were blowouts, is that I thought the Titans – for at least the first half looked better. That this game was more watchable in the first half than the Vikings Eagles game. Yeah. That even makes sense. No, it was seven, seven for a while, seven to ten, seven, seventeen, and then as we know how it went from there. But yeah, it was relatively close-ish. I really thought that when it was 10-7, and it, it was seven seven until there was like eight minutes left in the second quarter, and the Titans defense just kept doing just enough. It, it was kind of what they did in that Monday game last year, where they, they just made big plays when they had to, they stopped Buffalo on fourth down and then it's just the bills just overwhelm you it's just like they keep hitting you with these little jabs and then boom they throw an uppercut in there more little jabs boom and another uppercut by the way no no gabe davis still got right. dominated right, right. Yeah. the defense was dominant uh they they lost dane jackson uh, hopefully he'll be okay he had to leave on a, in the ambulance when his neck got bent back by a teammate um 
the the defensive backs are playing out of their minds. Um, Tannehill was making stupid interceptions in the second half. Uh, it's, I mean, at that point, you're you're just pressing and trying well, to make plays happen. But I get and, it. And and the only way the point I was going to make there is that Vrabel's one of the brighter defensive minds in the game, and they played very good defensively in the first half. And if the Bills can just destroy the Titans and flick them away, they can. Do it to anyone. I mean, the, the Titans have a good defense. And, What's the and, analogy breach when you um, you know it's inevitable and you sort of stave it off for uh, a few a few minutes and then whatever happens is going to happen? Because it felt like the Titans got lucky a few times. Maybe a little defensive scheming helped out, and then the dam broke and they they got they got washed down washed down the like river. A, it feels like a, 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 like the, the Avengers when it's like you're trying to fight Thanos. And it's like it's like they bring like literally everything you've got, and you're like, ha, 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 and then all of a sudden it's just like, actually no, I am inevitable, and like doo, doo, and just and Josh Allen just drops a hammer. That yeah. is basically correct. Yeah, that I, I'm not a Marvel person. Are you a Marvel person, Breach? You are, aren't you? I mean, I watch the movies. They're they're out okay. there. I'm not going to not watch them. I think that makes you a Marvel person. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, know what's going on. I, yeah, I, wa- yeah. I watch them. I know what's going on. I understand every reference. I'm not sure if I'm a Marvel person. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fine. If you watch the movies, you're a Marvel person. You gave them your money. I completely understood that. Like, I'm not expected to hear an analogy about you know. The, the, yeah, the Avengers and the Bills. I mean, he's like Thanos. Thanos like I'm inevitable. Anyway, um, wait, breach again. What's the what's the stat you read at the beginning of the podcast about the 0 and two teams in playoffs? Twenty seven teams over the past three years have started 0 and two, and zero of them have made the playoffs. So no 0 and two teams since 2019. Well, let me playoffs. ask you this because you were making excuses for the Bengals yesterday, who are now 0 and two because they play in a division that's relatively packed and not necessarily great as we sit here, other than perhaps the Ravens. Same conversation for the Titans in, in arguably a worse division? Uh, I mean, I would say if I'm the Bengals and Titans, I feel the best out of the group of <laughs> better than the Colts. Teams. The Colts aren't 0 2. What? Not, the Colts aren't in that group. They're not 0 2. But they should feel worse than the Titans, is my point, at 0 1 1. I think so. I think so. If Do you agree with these odds? Uh, let's see what we got. Uh, Colts um, at plus one forty seems insanely terrible. I'm on. Brinson has talked me into it. Not like the Joe <laughs> Flacco Broncos thing, but after seeing the Jaguars, uh, just may, but maybe I we, think the Jaguars should be ahead of the Titans in terms of the odds. Uh, I think Tennessee's just not very, I don't think Tennessee is going to be a very good team this year. I think it's Titans, Jags, Colts, Colts and Texans should be a lot closer than what they are. Well, um, here's the thing: is that the Titans play the Raiders in Week Three, and one of those teams would be zero and three. Where's that game? Tennessee. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, and uh, t- what do we, did we get? Uh, final diagnosis for Taylor Lewan. I didn't hear anything. Yeah, um, that's a big injury. That was a big injury. If he's yeah, Nicholas, he, he was like he was, he was helped off the field. Nicholas Petit Friere was was playing. He was carded. Yeah. I mean that is not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. Yeah. If, if he so. All right, let me put it to you this way. I'll ask you, Brinson, because Breach refuses to answer questions directly. I answer them all the time. Whose season is more likely over right now, the Titans or the Bengals? Um, next, week, next week, Bengals are at the Jets. Or, I think the Titans tightened by a large, large margin. Oh, okay. I mean, if you if you were ranking like zero two teams to make the playoffs, uh, the Titans would be below the Bengals and the Raiders for me. 
Tannehill gets hit less than Joe Burrow. Everyone on planet Earth gets hit less than Joe Burrow. That's a True. huge concern. Any right, new- more, I mean, more likely to win the division at 0-2 Bengals, Titans, or, or Raiders. Yeah, Obviously, Titans. the Raiders are last there. Titans. Bengals. Reach? I think Bengals more likely. To, I think Bengals more. Well, I don't. I don't know, man. That that Ravens team is is. Well, the Ravens yeah. can't rush the passer, so that could be the great equalizer when they face the Bengals. Although, uh, not to bring your daughter up every episode, breach, but the Bengals could sign your daughter to play edge rusher, and she was sacked to Joe Burrow five times in that game. This is true. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh interesting situation that zero and two teams. They they. Last three years haven't done anything. And so now we have three playoff teams from last year that are 0-2. Paul Tattoo in the in the comments makes a, a pretty good point. Running backs get hit less than Joe Burrow. That's actually that's, a, that's a sad point. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the question for the Bills. When do they lose their first game? All right. What do I we feel got? like if they get through like the next five weeks, that it's gonna be going undefeated but- becomes plausible. I'm going to pick the, the the team that they're likely to be by 50, and that's the team they're going to lose to. And they won't be the Steelers. The Steelers are going to lose by 50. I say they lose at, at Baltimore. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, the no. Dolphins. I'm going to say at I'm going to say at Miami. I think they lose that game. I just think they've dominated Dolphins so badly that. Yeah, but that's Mike McDaniel. Don't play that. Like he's he's different. He wanted his team to get down by 50 points. He said just to see what it's like to come back, and they did. <laughs> The Bills have scored at least 31 points in their last three trips to Miami. Yeah, but I got two words for you. Tyreek and Jalen. They don't play defense. They might. They might might have to. That game is going to have a big total. Uh, 55? I guess 55. That's pretty good. All right, so you guys are no on Dolphins? I think they beat the Dolphins. Ravens is where you're at, Brinson? I'm at, at Ravens where I think they lose first. I mean... Breach on the Ravens? I think they beat the Ravens. So then at Kansas City is the next one? That's likely to be a possible a problem. Awesome. Those, those are three tough games, by the way. At Miami, at Baltimore, at Kansas City. And maybe through... I noticed uh, you skipped one after the Ravens. Well, I was going to say, please, Lord Jesus, let them get banged up against the Dolphins and the Ravens. Hey, and the Steelers have a chance. What happened in week one last season? That game is That game is harder to explain than what happened in week one this season. I mean, if they got if the if the Bills got to Week Nine against the Jets undefeated, th- I mean, if you if you if you beat the Ravens, Chiefs, and Packers in a span of like four or five weeks, you're you're really playing at the peak of your powers. Yeah, but what if what let's flip it around? What if they're three and three uh, after? I mean, heading into the Chiefs game. So they, they, won't, go, they won't be, that would be pretty surprising if they went. No, no, sorry. The, they're four and two. Three and two, right? Is what you're saying, thinking? Yeah, three and two. Sorry, thank you. Can't do yeah, that. Yeah, so three and two, they're then I, all of a sudden we're we're like, oh my god, what's happened? And they'll be like the Chiefs last year, and then went out and go to the Super Bowl. So my point is that it it matters obviously, but at the end of the day, the first month and a half, if you're around five hundred, you're you're in it, especially if, if you're they, like, if they drop both of those games, if they drop the next two games on the road. It's fine. Yeah, we're we're, it's we're not, definitely we're definitely, but it's not the uh, end of the world. No, not the end of the world. That's uh, not, I I think they'll take care of business in Miami. Uh, yeah, I I, 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 I I mean I should probably stop talking about two in Miami. Yeah, that's your that's your uh, what's Thanos' kryptonite? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Thor's hammer, actually. Oh, is it? How about that? Thor's axe, I guess, technically. And that's made of adamantium? Uh, no, it's made on a star. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Wolverine joke. I know. All right, anything else on this game? Um, Breach, when will... Um, by the way, Malik, Malik Willis was the first rookie quarterback to take a snap this, this season. Wow. Okay. Ahead of old Kenny Pickett. Uh, over under week eight, Malik Willis is the starter. Uh, do the Titans have a buy in there? I yes, need to, six. It's week six. That feels that like it's. Is that too soon? Makes things fascinating. Are there Raiders at home at Colts at Commanders? Week if eight, they play. lose, if they're zero and five or one and four, I could see them. But here's the thing: he looked incredibly raw because he is incredibly raw. Maybe it doesn't matter because they were just so out of it. But let's say you bring him in in week five against Washington just before the bye, and for the next month he just he looks t- like a rookie. I, I think I think the over under for I, I don't think he gets. I think it's the bye week that it happens if they do that like if they make the change. Yeah, but week eight you play Houston. I'm saying you're over under. I'm I'm just saying you're over the over under. I would take under. Okay, a decent chance they're they're undefeated. And the other problem is, I I, I guess we can't without looking at the schedule. But the other problem is, week nine, ten, and eleven is Kansas City, Denver, Green Bay. I also really don't think that they want to. Like, I don't. I feel like they don't think he's ready to go quite yet. I think that's right. So, zero and five, there would be a conversation, but they may. I, I get I, maybe maybe you guys are right. I, I really I think Vrabel likes Tannehill, and I think that the, he'll he'll try. To, I think they'll try to give him the full season as best they can. You're gonna die on that Tannehill. I mean, I have not, to get in a a final like Wentz question here, Ryan Tannehill or who, Wentz? I'm sorry, who's talking? Tannehill or Wentz? Uh, well, right now through two weeks, I'm gonna have to take Wentz, which is actually crazy talk. Over the course of the season, I don't I don't trust either one of those. Jokers. I'll take Derrick Henry. <laughs> I'll take Jalen Hurts. I mean, no, Tannehill didn't have Henry for half the season last year and led the team to a number one seed. And then what happened? Who'd they Great lose spot. to? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Evo is feeling himself tonight. He really is. I think um, Carson Wentz set an NFL record. Uh, I don't think Carson Wentz is like playing awesome on this Titans team, though. They don't have, I mean, the, the trailer, trailer, they don't have anything to throw to. Trailer Burks said, like, yeah, it looks okay. But I mean, he looked pretty good tonight. No, I, he was. Well, you know, he, did, he did. He looked pretty good. But it's like surprising. But yeah, other than, I mean, that you can't build an offense around one one rookie wide receiver. Right, exactly. Carson Wentz, first quarterback in NFL history to throw for 300 yards or more, along with three or more touchdowns in each of their first two games with a new team. Yeah, that's well, why yeah, I begrudgingly went with Carson Wentz. I thought Breach was about to set up this like horrible stat for Wentz, and then he dropped. I think that. he wanted to, and then he read it, so he just tried to play it off like. It's he also like kind it. of it's kind of damning because you're like you're like with your new team. I mean, it's like he's he's had like seven new teams. What would you just said? You think Wentz would not do well with the Titans? How would Tannehill do with the Commanders? They they would never lose. I feel like he'd be like Alex Smith. Yeah. Did, they would lose, but Wentz, Wentz is playing well, and Tannehill is um, not not working with a whole lot right now. And trading AJ Brown was a bad idea. Yeah, and that's that's exactly trading AJ Brown was a terrible. It was like, pay AJ Brown, and you're a lot better this year. Well, AJ Brown didn't want to be there because they wouldn't pay him. So, I still but, can't believe Stephon Diggs had. Now he's on my Eagles team. What can you believe about Steph Diggs? Uh, 
that he had 148 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, he, was, he was a monster out there. All right. That'll do it. It was a blowout game. A lot of content coming your way. Big night transition announcement at the Pick 6 Podcast. Devo out. Billy in. Out. Oh. And we're oh. out for tonight. For Wilson. For Breach. I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later.